Rosie and Bill Show wish to thank our primary sponsors. The Mallon Agency, located in Springfield, PA, where they take pride in exceeding expectations every time. The Roselli Agency. Brian and his team of insurance professionals have been serving the needs of Chester County for more than two decades. Anthony DiCecco and our friends at Tennis Addiction are ready to serve all your tennis needs at their beautiful facility in Exton, PA. everyone to the Rosie and Bill show. Our guest this week heard an Alan Jackson song and almost immediately became hooked on country music at the ripe old age of three. In 2017, she moved to Nashville to pursue her dream. And six years later, now in 2023, I think this is about to be a breakout year for this rising (laughs) star. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show, the pride of Hickory, North Carolina, Crystal King. Crystal, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure, Crystal. Uh, Before we get into the questions, I love your wall behind you. Thank you so much. It's just fantastic. Tell us about that. First of all, do you play all these instruments? (laughs) Unfortunately, no. I I mostly only play guitar. uh, we we have acquired several instruments and I my husband bought me the the fiddle because I, I kept saying I wanted to learn fiddle and I've yet to actually learn anything on it but it's it's on here for for decoration and for you know the goal of of learning to play it <laughs> that's right it's your vision wall yes my vision wall <laughs> things you want yeah. to accomplish we bought our first house um almost three years ago and so when we moved in I was like okay this is my studio and I want a cute wall for video because we we actually bought it in 2020 and that was when everything was online and digital so I was like I want a cute background that's very smart and it will serve you well I'm sure let's go back to the three-year-old crystal do you remember, Crystal, what Alan Jackson song impacted you so much? I think it was Little Bitty, um, which is like the one I, I remember loving so much as a kid. But I was obsessed with Alan Jackson for years. I'm pretty sure I wanted him to be my future husband. A um, little bit of an age gap, but, you know. I'll tell you, if, if there's somebody who had some songs that definitely had hooks that could get you hooked, it was Alan. So whether it was oh, yeah. that or Chattahoochee or just so many others. So I could definitely understand it. Um, yeah. Well, one thing I'm curious about, and that is if, if we were to take a look back, maybe a little bit beyond when you were three, um, what, what would you say is the first thing that happened? Did you pick up a guitar to play a song or did you pick up a pad and pen to write one? My mom had like a little toy guitar and I'm pretty sure it only had like three strings on it. Um, (laughs) None of which were in tune. Um, But I do remember like jumping on the bed and like playing around with it and just always saying I wanted to be a country singer. So I think the guitar and the the singing kind of came first before anything else. Well, that makes sense. I mean, most three-year-olds or five-year-olds or even eight-year-olds aren't writing music. So that, that, you know, that makes perfect sense. When you got a little bit older 
and it was time for you to make some grown-up decisions. You decided to attend Appalachian State mm -hmm. for music therapy. And yes. then we understand you went on to become a psych psychiatric music therapist. First of all, that's amazing that they even have music therapy. I think that is just so commendable and wonderful. Yeah. That it's, you know, a healing option for people. What drew you to that? I had a, um, it was the pastor's wife at my church was a music therapist. And I don't think I really had a, a big interest in it till a little later. Um, but as I kind of started serving on like some church camps and, and doing some just different volunteer work, I think I, I realized like, oh, I love spending time with people. I love um, music. I love writing songs. Um, I also have that weird you drawn, draw to, um, you know, heartache songs and also just the human mind. Um, so it was sort of this career that kind of combined a lot of those, those different things. Um, so yeah, so I studied at App State and then I, I worked in a general hospital on a cancer institute for a little while. And then, um, but psychiatric music therapy was always kind of what I enjoyed the most. And I still keep a, a job in music therapy currently. I just don't work super often being on the road so much. Well, I have to follow up on that because I'm curious. Let's just for a second, hypothetically, I come in to your office or to mm -hmm. the center, wherever it is, and I'm having some issues. How does that go with music therapy? Yeah, well, it, it works different with every setting, um, but essentially it's it's kind of like a counseling group. It's just using music kind of as the tool to help work on coping skills or help work on expressing those emotions in a creative way, because sometimes music's a little less threatening than just talking about what you're feeling. Um, so in mine, I usually work in a group setting. So sometimes we'll write songs. Um, sometimes we'll play games like name that tune, but just teaching a lot of, a lot of skills about how to kind of regulate your emotions and um, express them in a healthier way than they might know how to. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. So when did you parlay that into uh, that three-year-old that had the dream of becoming a country music star? So I always wanted to be a country singer. And I think my my logical and my dreamy side of myself kind of battled. So when I went to college, music therapy seemed like a, which my dad would disagree that it's logical, but in my college head, I was like, that's, you know, it's an actual career. I'm board certified and I can work in a hospital and have a, have a job that pays. And so I was in my head, that was a good way to, to make sure I had a stable career um, while still doing music. And while I do still love that, I think quickly after working a nine to five for a few years, there was still kind of this gnawing feeling that I needed to kind of do more and per pursue the the country music dream or that I would might regret it if I didn't. So that was kind of the point where we were like, okay, we're going to move to Nashville and, and give this a try. Bravo. Crystal, when, when you made that move and it was about six years ago, what, what was that transition like? You know, you're coming from North Carolina down to Nashville to pursue your dreams. So, so what were those early days like and what was the transition like? Yeah, the transition was hard. Um, I had just gotten engaged. And so we were trying to like save money for for a wedding and also 
pay off student debts. And, you know, I, I had been out of college very long, so I wasn't rolling in the, the money yet. Um, so the first year was kind of tricky because it was it was mostly just kind of figuring out, OK, how can I pay to to move because that's expensive and then pay for housing in Nashville, which isn't cheap and um, start figuring out this music business. So the first first year, year and a half was mostly just working and wedding planning and just getting there. Um, and then after after that, we kind of started trying to figure out how do I get local shows? How do I learn how to book and market myself? And then as I grew into more shows, I decreased my day job hours. And um, but really in the past few years, I've been really on the road touring. We've this year I've been to Arizona once, I've been to um, Florida four times, I think, um, Kentucky twice. North Carolina twice, I think. And so, yeah, we've just been kind of all over touring and, and on the road and just kind of building from there. And it's kind of funny how the more you do, the more opportunities just start kind of coming together. So I'm kind of finally at that that point where I'm starting. I mean, I know they say it's a 10-year town, um, but I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, okay, I'm finally seeing some of the benefits of the hard work that I've been putting in because there definitely are a few years where you're like, I'm grinding, but I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. Um, but it finally, like the wheels start to turn a little bit more. Yeah, it starts to snowball. I guess like attracts yeah. like you. It really does. It does. And um, you know, there's there was kind of this moment where I was like, oh, I'm getting like I'm getting better at this. I'm not so awkward on stage, and I'm finding my voice, and I'm finding like what my what my image is. Um, you know, the first few songs I released were kind of me just figuring out how to release music how to get it recorded um and what that whole process looked like so i'm i'm just finishing a project that i'm trying to get out into the world now and i'm really excited about it because i feel like this is the project where i'm like okay this is me this is how i want to present myself this is the most most authentic sound i have and so it's kind of just cool because i'm like okay i did all the learning so that now i can actually put this out in the best way possible. Well, there is a big learning curve and I'm wondering, do you have a mentor or how important is it, do you think for a young artist to have someone to, to guide them to all those things that you just talked about? I mean, I think having a mentor is great. And I think I've definitely had not just one person, but a few people just along the road that have kind of, kind of helped me. I mean, even in high school, um, my guitar teacher was a big reason why I started writing songs. Um, I think he got tired of me not practicing what I was supposed to practice. <laughs> and he just realized I wanted to learn songs. So he was like, okay, this, this sounds like a good approach. Let's teach her how to write. Let's teach her how to structure a song. Um, he got me my first few gigs at a coffee shop. So he, he was a huge person. Um, and then right before I moved to Nashville, I was in the National Songwriters Association and they have chapters all over the, the US and I was in the Charlotte chapter. And so I met a couple of mentors there that started helping me clean up my songs and learn how, how to write commercial country music because Nashville rules are a little different than just general writing. Yeah. And uh, you worked with um, uh, someone who was actually a guest on our show a while back, Taylor Hughes, right? Mm -hmm. You've collaborated with Taylor on some things, haven't you? 
Yes, yes. Um, Taylor Hughes and Kirsty Krause are probably two of my biggest collaborators. Um, so Taylor and me moved to Nashville around the same time, and um, we just started writing together, and we had a very similar writing style and and sound and so we just sort of clicked and we've been writing together ever since then and um actually her most recent single Jesus in Jail um is one that we co-wrote together um and the song I'm about to release is is one that we wrote together we've sort of started pulling in other writers too to try to help them get songs for themselves um and then Kirsty, uh you know she's she went to school for marketing so I've learned a lot from her about that and we started going on the road a lot together and it's just been great having like a fellow strong country female um who we can like be on the road have each other's backs you know we can we can help each other with the booking and it just really helps you know I, I've given her some of my fans she's given me some of her fans and it just it's been a great collaboration with both of them what I love about that is that it it shows that you don't have to be competitive with your fellow artists that you can right. really help each other and support each other and everyone can benefit from it Right. That's that's very encouraging. Is your husband in the music business? So he is. He is. So he's actually a, a middle school band and orchestra director. Um, <laughs> God bless him. We, um, we actually met in high school band. Um, but I, I remember um, he's, a, he's a year younger from, than me. I'm a little bit of a cougar, I guess. But um <laughs> So he played drums in the high school band. And I remember he got a gig at, it was called the Hickory Dickory Dock. It was like an arcade and he got a gig, but he was like, well, I'm just a drummer. What am I, what am I going to do? Um, so before we even really knew each other, he was like, oh, I know this girl, Crystal, she sings. So he asked me to play this gig with him. So before we even ever dated back in high school, he, we played like one of my first gigs together. <laughs> um so that was a just kind of a fun memory just you and, and the drummer yep just me and you the drummer sang a kind of like acapella to the beat of the drum I I played guitar at that point oh you played guitar okay so, yep yep <laughs> sometimes that's all you need <laughs> right right it was simple but it was it was fun we still have like a picture from back in the day and we just looked like such babies and I just wanted to piggyback since we're talking about your husband I'm, I'm going to tie in a question that uh, has to do with your lyrics. And, and, you know, you talked earlier about some of the people you're writing with, and we're going to come back to your new song in just a little bit. I know where you're going with this. But <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, you definitely, you know, you know how to write a song. I love the lyrics, but the one that really got my attention was the one that apparently your husband inspired. So what's the story behind him making you drink? Well, <laughs> especially early in moving together, you know, when you, when you move in with your significant other, there's always a learning curve. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of ridiculous. And he calls me a tornado because he's like, you can see your path through the house. Cause I'm just messy. <laughs> he's like, you can see where you've been. 
<laughs> um, but he would just like sit down in the recliner with a beer after work and after like coming home to a messy house and he'd be like, Crystal, I love you, but you know, you're the reason I drink, right? <laughs> oh and after like multiple times of him telling me this, I was like, if you keep saying that, I'm going to write a song. Um, so it started out as like a 100% a joke. Um, I started writing a few lines and he would, he like got in on it too. He was like texting me lines. He was like, try this out. And <laughs> um, we don't usually collaborate in that way. We don't usually write together, but yeah, he was sending me lines and it kind of came together and I performed it a couple of times and it was just a joke. It was totally just a joke, but people apparently related to that and <laughs> kept requesting it. And then, you know, I finally was like, well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm going to record this one. Um, and it's been one of people's favorites because they're just like, yes, I relate to that. Well, that's such a great hook. You're the reason I drink. <laughs> You're the reason I drink. When did you guys go from, you know, friends to, Hey, there's something else going on here. We dated for like a few months in high school. Um, you know, he asked me out and he was my first boyfriend. I was, I was super awkward and like, I'm pretty sure I laughed at him when he asked me out, <laughs> but then I said, yes. <laughs> um, and then we, we broke up until college. We kind of had the same friend group. So it sort of just came back around. And at some point, you know, I was like, oh, he's my best friend. And I guess you are supposed to like, be with your best friend so we we got back together in college and been together ever since um but one one funny story I always say is in high school I always say I was allergic to him and that's why we broke up um <laughs> there was like there was like a two-week span before we broke up that every time I saw him I would break out into hives like no joke I would break out into hives and then I broke up with him and the hives stopped and <laughs> so I don't know to this how day how did you what, figure that out like did he wear a cologne like what was going well, on we never figured it out we broke up never I never mentioned this to him you know my mom would laugh and she would be like yeah that she that's what she would tell people is that what that's why they broke up she was allergic to him but yeah when we started dating again like towards the end of college I kind of asked I was like hey like by the way did you did you ever wear like a certain cologne or do something different in high school? And he, and I was like, cause you used to make me break out in hives. <laughs> but yeah, I, we never figured it out. Maybe it just made me nervous. I'm not sure. Probably. Crystal, you've got a new single coming out on August 25th, Red Wine and White Lies. Love the title. Talk to us about that. Yes. So uh, this is one I wrote with friend Taylor Hughes. Um, I love wordplay. Um, you know, I think most most writers do. I think I'd read something in like a hook book of something that said like red wine and black coffee or something along those lines. And then suddenly it kind of clicked. I was like, ooh, white lies. Like that would make a really good cheating song. And um, I think it's very kind of sassy, Reba inspired. Um, and it just kind of fell into place. Me and Taylor wrote it in like a, a ride or two. And um, I kind of loved it ever since we wrote it. Um, so I decided to put it on the album. I was working on a seven song album, decided to put it on there. But I didn't really intend on it being the the first release. Um, but it was kind of one of those slow burn songs. Like I liked it. Didn't think it'd be a single, but I was like, I'm going to put it on the album anyways. Um, 
And I remember some of the band members being like, eh, I'm not, that's not like our favorite, but we like it. Um, but then as it came together, we like redid some guitar parts um, and it just sort of like suddenly changed and it suddenly became everybody's favorite, mm. um, which just goes to show the power of like production and the power of the band behind the song. Um, so that was kind of cool for me too, because I didn't, I didn't really hire a producer um, so it was sort of self-produced with the help of the people that I, I brought in to, to play on it. Um, and, and yeah, so it was just kind of a cool moment when it finally like clicked and everything came together. And I was like, no, this song is, the song's a jam. We need to, we need to put this one out and have it, have it heard. So, um, the, the whole album has like a lot of cheating and murder my husband and, um, um, leaving songs, but I promise I'm, I'm in a healthy marriage and do love my husband. <laughs> well, I'm still trying to figure out why there wasn't a song you make me break out in hives, but you know, maybe, maybe down the road. I wasn't quite sure how to do that one yet, but I'll keep that in mind. Well, I'm allergic to you. Maybe, maybe that's, <laughs> that's yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> well, one thing I have to say though, Crystal, is in addition to, you know, the new song coming out on the 25th of August, if you look at the month of August, and for anyone who's gone to your Facebook page or to your website or any of your socials, the month of August really is filled for you from an appearance standpoint. you got a lot going on. How cool is that? Yeah, it's so much fun. Um, like I said, that's kind of been a recent thing of like, you have a show here and then somebody hears you and they're like, oh, you'd be a great fit for this um, or collaborating with Kirsty. Um, so we're going to Virginia, me and Kirsty are going to Virginia for like a week and a half in August. Um, and that kind of just came about because there was a, a guy that we met in the trap rock community that lives in Virginia and he's a musician. So he's like, I'll send you guys some venues. Y'all be great. Like come hang out in Virginia and play shows with me. So we, we took him up on that and then got all some local shows to promote the single. And then we're headed to, um, Key West. So that was playing some venues we've played before um but then they're having us back for a, a bigger festival that they're that they're putting on so we're excited about that too that's great we wish you all the best with that Thank crystal you last question what does success look like for you it's always a tricky one you know obviously i think in the dream world i would love to be the next miranda lambert and be on you know the big stages and winning awards. Um, but I think in like a, a realistic standpoint, I think it just looks like seeing the hard work that I put in pay off and just continuing to get opportunities to play and do what I love, whether that's on a, a small stage or a big stage. Um, Cause honestly, sometimes the small venues are some of my favorites. Um, I get to interact with the crowd more and hang out with them. And, and that's, some of the most fun and rewarding shows for me. So I think just being able to to continue doing what I I love to do and you know have my my loved ones and my my family and friends around to support me with that. So I think that's that's the big vision of success. Um but we'll see, you know, we'll see how far that takes me, but I'm I'm a big believer that people who are authentic and do what they love, you know, they they're going to come out on top. Um and so I'm hopeful that that you know remains true and as long as I you know stay true to my roots and everything that that'll be the the success story for me as well well and I, that's the key to success what you just said I really believe that mm -hmm. yeah 
Well, Crystal, you're very talented. We look forward to Thank seeing how things pan out for you as well. Good luck with your tour and your new album. And uh, we thank you for sitting down and chatting with us. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys. Folks, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. There ain't much to do in this small town but hooking up and settling down. So there's some things that you should know from the start. Not looking for a one-night fling Not ready for a diamond ring I want someone who's willing Willing to win my heart So I hope it's fine If I take my time I want a slow love Like a long dirt road after dust On a sunny night drive Losing track of time just the two of us So love One is leaning for a kiss But waiting for the perfect moment Tell me can you get used to this No need to rush I want a slow Country song and staying up all night as you go on and on about growing up, working on your daddy's farm. I want to know everything about you behind the scars and that tattoo. All I got is time underneath. Can you get used to this love?